Yeah, we've got a daunting task today because uh, when I was looking at the, you know, I, I kind of hemmed it on. I go, well, I don't know if I want to go the greatest football movies because that's sort of subjective or the most popular because that's also subjective. So I sort of just said great football movies instead of best or anything. And, and there were so many to choose from. We could have made a list of like 30 or 40 films. I'm not kidding. Uh, so I had to narrow it down. So I'm probably going to leave off some of your favorites. Uh, I'll just warn you up front, like uh, Remember the Titans or, or other films like that um, because they're very popular. And, you know, I like to dig a little deeper sometimes. So yes, this is sort do. of a mixed bag of things uh, that I chose as some great football movies to kick off the football season. Perfect. So I'm going to go way back to start off. 1925 wow. in the silent era, The Freshman, starring Harold Lloyd. Uh, Harold Lloyd was, um, at the time, just as popular as Charlie Chaplin. He gets a little bit more forgotten uh, these days, but uh, he was a great silent comedian. And he makes a movie called The Freshman. Uh, and the, the plot is he hopes to make some friends. So he goes to college, but when the students notice his eccentric personality, he sort of becomes the joke of the school. Well, his, his fellow students convince him that, uh, that he's popular and he's a player on the football team when really he's actually the water boy, and he has to come to grips with who he really is. So it's something to seek out. It was actually sometimes credited as the first sports movie ever produced, uh, so that has a, that going for it. So if you're adventurous, go seek that out. Uh, also going back is a, is a somewhat forgotten film, Newt Rockney All-American from 1940, starring Pat O'Brien and future President Ronald Reagan as uh, the Gipper, George Gipp. And this, of course, is the story of the legendary Notre Dame football player and coach, Newt Rockney. And uh, uh, it, it's probably more well-known today because of Reagan's involvement in playing George Gipp. In fact, the line, the famous line, tell him to go out there give them all they got and win just one for the Gipper, uh, was actually voted the, the number 89th best movie quote of all time by the AFI uh, uh, Institute. Uh, James Cagney wanted to break out of his gangster roles, and he wanted to play New Rocky, but he had signed a petition supporting an anti-Catholic Republican government in the Spanish Civil War, and Notre Dame had control over this filming, and they wouldn't let Cagney on for the role because he had signed the anti-Catholic uh, petition. So there's a little bit of trivia there. Moving forward in time, uh, this is a pretty popular one, The Longest Yard from 1974, starring Burt Reynolds and Eddie Albert. Uh, this, of course, is a, an ex-football star doing time um, in, in a prison, and the warden organizes a team of inmates to play against the, the uh, prisoners, um, or against the guards, I should say. And the warden tries to blackmail him into throwing the game but the convicts have their own ideas, and they sort of see this game as an opportunity to repay some of the brutality they've endured under the guards. Uh, many of the actors played professional football. Burt Reynolds himself uh, played for Florida State and was drafted by the Baltimore, Col Baltimore Colts. Fun fact, uh, then-Governor Jimmy Carter from uh, Georgia, was filmed in Georgia, facilitated the production in Georgia. Mm. So that's a little, little trivia about the longest yard. The next film is... Um, a tearjerker, and it's sort of one of those films that uh, um, most men will say, this is the one that makes us cry, and that's Brian's Song oh, from I 1971, yeah. starring James Caan, Billy Dee Williams, and Jack Wardham. This was actually a TV movie, but I'm slipping it on the list because it's such a great film. Uh, it won five primetime Emmys, and this is the story of Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers, who were teammates uh, in the mid-60s on the Chicago Bears, 
and there was a lot of segregation still in football at that time. And so this is a growing friendship between the white Brian Piccolo and the black Gale Sayers. Um, and it sort of became a symbol of harmony during the civil rights era. Uh, and it's just a tearjerker. But um, James Kahn actually turned, uh, initially turned down the role, preferring to focus on his film career. But he liked the script so much that he eventually relented that now I'm going to do this. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. was originally cast as Gale Sayers. Um, but then he tore his Achilles tendon while working out, and they quickly had to uh, replace him, and they hired Billy D. Williams. <clears throat> Moving forward, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting you, letting you get a word in edgewise here, Ray. No, that's okay. Hey, I'm enjoying this. You're on a roll. i got to tell you, though, Brian's song is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love those little tidbits. So that's enough of me. Why don't you continue? <laughs> the next <laughs> film is a, a kind of a forgotten film. It's not that it's only from 2008, so it's not that long ago. But it's called Leatherheads, uh, by, and it was directed by George Clooney, and it stars George Clooney, John Krasinski from The Office, and Renee Zellweger. And the reason I chose this film, it's not the greatest film. It's a fun film, but it, it takes a look back in time at 1925 at the, the beginning of when rugby became a professional football. So there's not too many movies that look back at you know, modern movies, I should say, that look back at the, the birth of professional football. So this is uh, 1925. There's an enterprising uh, pro football player that convinces America's too-good-to-be-true college football hero to play for his team to kind of keep the league going. Uh, and it was kind of based a little bit loosely on the real-life football star Harold Red Grange, who was a big national star in college. Uh, this originally was going to be a Mel Gibson movie. Um, but George Clooney ended up uh, taking over, and uh, he watched many old screwball comedies in preparation for this movie. So a fun movie that you might not have heard of or you've forgotten to check out. Our next film is from 1979. Uh, this is North Dallas 40, and it stars Nick Nolte, Mac Davis, and Charles Durning. And this is a really brutal satire of American professional football. Uh, it was based on a book by an ex-football player. Um, the National Football League, actually refused to help in the production of this movie and suggested, uh, you know, suggesting that it might be just a little too close for comfort for, for, for what they were doing. Um, Don Meredith, the great uh, ex-football player and Dallas Cowboy quarterback, uh, was one of the, the characters that, the, or one of the people that the character was based on. And the name of the football team in the movie is the North Dallas Bulls, and they're loosely based on the Cowboys. Mm. So, uh, again... Um, uh, uh, somewhat of a forgotten movie, but uh, if you're looking for a little bitter truth onto the the uh, toughness of professional football, that might be one to check out. The next one's a little bit closer to home. Um, not a, a you know it uh, wasn't uh, nationally a great movie, but here in Cleveland and here in Northeast Ohio, Draft Day from 2014. This is directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, the great Ivan Reitman from Ghostbusters and whatnot. This was actually his last film that he directed. And it stars Kevin Costner, uh, Jennifer Gardner, Dennis Leary, and uh, Chadwick Boseman before he passed. And, of course, this is the story of Sonny Weaver Jr., who's the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. So there's a North Northeastern Ohio uh, connection here. And on draft day, uh, Sonny has a lot on his mind, uh, which players to recruit. His, his uh, girlfriend is pregnant. The team owner wants to fire him. And basically, he accepts a deal with Seattle, that nets him this first-round pick, and he has to decide what's the right choice for the Browns. So it's kind of a cool um, look at the inner workings of professional football, and, of course, it has a nice spin uh, that uh, uh, involves the Cleveland Browns. In fact, 
uh, one of the writers was born in Cleveland, so that's uh, that's how that goes. Another Cleveland Brown connection is The Express from 2008, uh, and this stars Dennis Quaid and Rob Brown. This is the story of Ernie Davis, who some people might have forgotten, but he was a great college football player uh, for Syracuse. He played with Jim Brown. He even surpassed Jim Brown's records and achievements. In 1961, Ernie Davis became the first black player to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, but then, sadly, he got leukemia, and he passed away before he could ever play a down of professional football, and he was going to play for the Browns. So, you know, what might have been with uh, him and uh, Jim Brown in the same backfield. Continuing here, uh, this is probably one of the more popular films on my list, and I wanted to include it because I wanted something a little fun and goofy. This is The Waterboy from 1998, and this is, of course, stars Adam Sandler, Kathy Bates, and Henry Winkler. Um, this was uh, the story of Bobby Boucher, who was raised by his overprotective mother, and uh, he's a water boy for a successful college team. Um, but then when the, the coach fires Bobby, he takes the same position on a rival team, and he helps them. He's actually got all this pent-up anger, and he helps them uh, on the field as a player, uh, as, as a linebacker, actually, and he turns them into championship contenders. This was actually the highest grossing football uh, movie of all time uh, before it was beaten out by The Blind Side, uh, another film we didn't include on this list that's very popular. Uh, one interesting thing, we talked about the freshmen to start this off. There was a copyright uh, lawsuit claiming that this movie was plagiarized mm. from Harold Lloyd's The Freshman, um, but the courts ruled uh, against uh, the, the Lloyd family. So there's a lot of similarities in the storyline. And we're winding up here. I know we're going long, but uh, the next film is another look at professional football. Any Given Sunday, 1999. This is directed by Oliver Stone. Stars Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid. Um, and this tells the story of uh, coach Tony D'Amato, played by Al Pacino. That's a fictional coach for the fictional Miami Sharks. Um, and they're struggling. He's, he's got all these problems. Um, and uh, like I said, this is a pretty harsh look at professional football player, football life. Um, Dennis Quaid's character's house in the movie is actually uh, Dan Marino's house uh-huh. in real life. Uh, and Al Pacino's final speech for the team before uh, they go into the playoffs is actually based on a real-life speech from Cleveland Browns coach Marty Schottenheimer that he gave during the 1989 AFC Championship game. Cool. The NFL wouldn't want anything to do with this either, so they wouldn't allow any logos uh, or stadiums in the film. And they actively prevented players from taking part in this project. So, again, the NFL didn't really want anything to do with this because they thought it was the seedy underbelly of professional football. And finally, we wrap up with one that everyone probably expects on this list, and I couldn't not include it because it's probably the most popular football film, and that's Rudy from 1993, starring Sean Astin, Ned Beatty. And, of course, it's the story of Rudy Rudiger, who was uh, wanted so badly to play uh, football at the University of Notre Dame, but he didn't have the money for tuition. He was too small. He was an underdog. Um, anyway, he redoubles his efforts to get in. Uh, he overcomes his dyslexia. He gets admission into Notre Dame, fights his way onto the football team, and finally gets to play in a big game uh, towards the end of the film and a sort of shoulder carry on the shoulders of his teammates after making a tackle. Well, this is one of only two movies uh, ever shot on the Notre Dame campus, the other one, We'd already mentioned Newt Rockney, All-American. And the uh, Dan Devine, who was the coach portrayed in the movie, actually the, 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 whole, the famous scene 
of all the players turning in their jerseys never really happened. So that was sort of fabricated for dramatic purposes. And Dan Devine says, well, that kind of makes me look bad. But, <laughs> you know, I want to help Rudy out and get this movie made, so I'll, I'll let it go, even though he didn't really like it that much. 